Hello and welcome. Welcome to the Earth Sea Love Podcast. This podcast is for and about women of colour and our relationship with nature. Hosted by me, Cherie Mack. The Earth Sea Love Podcast is committed to exploring the experiences of women of colour with Mother Nature. We want to provide spaces where the hidden voices in the environmental and conservation conversations can explore their relationship with the natural world. Inspired by our time spent outdoors, we amplify the voices of women of colour, our stories, our conversations, interviews, photography, writing and artwork. We'll be exploring our legacies, histories and memories which have had an influence and effect upon how we perceive ourselves within the natural world and within the environmental and climate justice movements. Welcome to the Earth Sea Love Podcast. The Earth Sea Love Podcast has been made possible by the funding from National Lottery Heritage Fund. Thank you. Good morning, people, and welcome back to the Earth Sea Love Podcast. And if you can't hear it in my voice, if you could see me, you'd see it. I am beaming, beaming at you this morning. Oh, today, um, because the 13th of July 2021 is the one year anniversary of the creation of this podcast. And who would have thought, eh? A year on, and we're releasing our 30th episode today. And who would have thought how? successful this podcast has been how many people it has resonated with how many people are actually listening reaching out and commenting and saying how much they love the podcast how much they're connecting with it how much they are just really enjoying what is coming into their ears from the earthy love podcast and that is so lovely to hear because you know it was created to share our stories women of colors connection with nature our stories and just to make us more visible within the landscape within society that we do have a relationship with nature and it might not be like everybody else's well it it will be because it's unique each of us has a unique relationship with nature and it's such an honor as the host to um bring these stories to wider audiences to share them to actually sit down with these lovely beautiful people and just like chat chat about this 
this thing that's been nature man she is beautiful phenomenal and it's so so beautiful and so amazing that we are kin we are related man (laughs) so um welcome welcome to this one year anniversary episode and in this episode i'll be talking with sherelle hardin who um, created stepper uk steppers uk in the midlands and it was such a lovely conversation that we had in march and i'm not even going to make any apologies because yeah i know it's july right but the thing with these conversations that we have right we we record them at a certain time but by the time they come out the conversation's still relevant what we talk about spreads or encompasses time and i mean it's a it's a shame in the sense that you know the things that we talk about and in the in this we talk about walking walking out in groups the barriers how we first come to get a relationship or connect with nature and those childhood experiences that you have that stick with you that maybe light a flame in your belly and these are time not time sensitive conversations they are i don't know what's the, the word i'm looking for they're time limitless because it's so relevant what we talk about what we talked about in march but then what we talk about now in july and what we'll be talking for the end of the year because remember my word of the year is slow and what this also means is that i accept that making change fundamental change to the system or practices uh, of um, the outdoor industry about conservation and protection does take time slow incremental steps are made um and i'm totally a believer in that because if you take things slow things stick things definitely stick they have a chance to bed in and make an impression and make fundamental change so yeah slow and that might mean also that you know we get we do we do take our time in getting these episodes out to you but what i want to tell you is that this month july and in honor of our one year anniversary we'll be dropping two episodes each week so the this one with Cheryl Hardin is happening now on the 13th of July did I mention it's our first year anniversary the next one will be out by Friday of the week and then we'll hopefully mirror that for the next two weeks going forward in July so by the end of July we have dropped all episodes that we've recorded so far in 2021 and then august is gonna be you know a little break we're gonna have a little bit of a break but what you could do in august is not only go back into our do you call it library or our history listen again to your favorites listen again to some or listen for the first time to some episodes but also what you could be doing is sending me your email address yeah because the earth sea love podcast as a little birthday present to ourselves and to the world we're starting the earth sea love zine 
That is Z-I-N-E-Z. The earthy love Z. And this is going to be, first of all, digital and then also physical. And it's where we're going to be sharing much more of our adventures as an organisation. 2021 will see the end of the public funding from the National Heritage Lottery Fund and also Arts Arts Council England in a certain degree. So the funding's coming to an end. So Earthsea Love as an organisation is moving slowly, remember, to becoming a social enterprise. That is offering those experiences out in nature to those people who are underrepresented within the landscape but then also opening it out to offering special groups special experiences in that special places in nature because we'll be going to be doing so many different things we want to keep in touch with you not just in our podcast but then also in a written form so that's where the zine's coming in call it a newsletter call it a love letter call it a love note call it a zine that's what we're calling it the earthy love zine um if you know me you know i love my zines and i've created some digital ones and physical ones and hopefully the earthy love zine is where we're going to jam pack it full of of useful information about what we're doing but then also about finding out things about these plants around your garden you know sharing information sharing our inspiration really for getting out there again and again and again so oh and what else is going to be coming back so the zines are going to start in september so you've got a whole month to just send your email via well, I'll send the details or I'll put the details in the show notes. But Instagram's probably a good way. DM me. DM me on Instagram, Earthsea Love. And um, we'll get you on the list. And we're doing it old school, man. You know, we could get an email service provider. And we will. We will at some point. But this is going to be just a personal personal touch, man. It's like a one-to-one. We, we value... And we recognise the the power and the strength of the Earth Sea Love podcast has been those one to one conversations, those one to one connections, and I think that's how we want to continue. We value those individuals, those one one people, one woman of colour who has shared their story. We value the individual. So we want to continue doing that by having this intimate, direct contact with you as an individual. And what we're choosing to do that is through your email and sending you these earthy love zines, which should be happening in September. So yeah, so we're having a little break in the month of August, but you can get in touch, send your email, get on the list so you're all set up for september when we start dropping those zines and also um if you were following me that's sheree mac at um sheree mac writes on instagram and also the earthy love 
account on Instagram and Twitter, you would have seen that in June, I walked the Northumberland Coastal Path. Um, and I'm so grateful for everybody who followed my adventures, my journeys, my walks, was sending me words of encouragement, was shouting out for me, who believed in me, who supported me, man. It was so really appreciated, especially in the some tough miles. But I so much enjoyed sharing my footsteps. Um, so why am I talking about this? It's because come September, I think we're going to be coming back with the podcast after this little break with a special edition episode about that walk, about that journey. So it'll be, you know, an individual episode again, but it will be me waxing lyrical about uh, that walk because I'm still processing it, man. But, um... Again, it brought me so much joy to just be out there, just having to think about putting one foot in front of another, getting from A to B. Um, So yeah, so I look forward to sharing that episode with you. And yeah, so you're going to get in touch and give me your email. And also, if you think there's somebody out there that you know who's a woman of colour and is doing amazing things or not even doing amazing things but has a connection with nature, send them our way. Right, this has gone into a long intro, but um, it's a good way to set up this episode with Cheryl Hardin, who is a lovely young woman who is out there changing the way young people and other groups of people who are underrepresented out there in nature and getting them out and walking together in such a supportive and wonderful way. So I hope you enjoy this episode and I hope to be hearing from you soon. Take care. Bye for now. Hello, Sherelle. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Thank you for agreeing to be part of the Earth Sea Love podcast. And how are you feeling? I'm feeling really relaxed today. The sun is shining. I've got my windows open and it just feels so great to just have the sun on my skin. It's been a while since we've seen it, so I'm happy. It brings us here. It does make a difference, doesn't it? I've definitely felt a shift in my energy. So if you're saying you've got the windows open, you've got some sun, can you just tell us where you are? Usually it is the question that I ask. So we can situate ourselves. Where are you? And can you actually see some nature outside your window? So I am in sunny Coventry in the Midlands. And... I don't have the best of views, but I can, I, where my flat is, I overlook lots of people's gardens. So I can see a lot of people's kind of things that they're growing. And it is an open sky and it looks amazing at night time. So there's not too many tall buildings around. And I also have a great view of the sun setting. So I'm really grateful for that. Mm, yeah, that sounds wonderful. And as we say, it does make a difference to see the light 
at any time of day, actually, coming out of winter and going into spring. So welcome again. And you came onto my radar first with with Black Girls Hike, actually. So let's start with that, because can you explain to anyone who's listening what Black Girls Hike is or about, if you don't mind? Yeah, so Black Girls Hike is a hiking organisation and it's a space that is for black women and it's run by black women. And I first came across Black Girls Hike when I was on Instagram and I was just having a bit of a rant. I think that's probably the best word for it. And I put out a post just saying, oh, I wish that I knew more black people that loved nature and loved going hiking. And then to my surprise, someone sent me a link to Black Girls Hike Instagram. And I was so shocked because I was just thinking, where has this been my whole life? And they'd recently just started, I think maybe a couple of months or so before I'd actually put that post out. And then from there, I think I ended up going to a walk within the next few weeks. And then a few months later, I got involved and became a Midlands leader. So, yeah, it was just all really exciting. And that's how I first got involved with Black Girls Hike. Cool, cool. But um, but now, I mean, maybe a couple of years down the line, you've moved on in a sense and you created Steppers UK. And, you know, the cynics out there are probably thinking, well, why create another group of walkers for black people, say, when you got black girls hiked? Do you not think that's enough? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, we've definitely heard comments along those lines. But yeah, so I still am Midlands lead for Black Girls Hike. But this year, this year, sorry, last year, 2020, I thought it would be really good to just create another avenue because, you know, as we say, like black people are underrepresented in the outdoors. And I just wanted to create a space where more people can get outdoors and just explore in spaces that are familiar. And at the time, last year, the beginning of lockdown, I was going out hiking with a lot of my friends and a lot of us are from different backgrounds, South Asian backgrounds, Pakistani backgrounds, black Caribbean. And it was just so nice because everywhere was closed during lockdown. We just found that we were going out and walking more. And so that's where I kind of got my inspiration from because just walking in the countryside was just such a rare sight. I thought this would be amazing to kind of continue this. And that's kind of where it started, really. But mm-hmm. yeah, I just think it's important because we're underrepresented and the countryside can be an unfamiliar an unfamiliar space. So I wanted to create that space where people can feel a bit of familiarity in amongst an environment that's probably not a place that people aren't very used to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally hear you. I quite agree with the idea of just trying to get out together into unfamiliar territories. I know that I'm trying it up here in the Northeast, but thinking about, you know, how I approach this Steppers UK and creating another group, there has been a bit of a backlash, hasn't there, publicly around Black Girls Hike, but then also the whole the whole issue of black and brown people getting out into nature more and it being highlighted or actually as I like to say amplified what do you think about this backlash yeah I think that you know the backlash we see it on obviously we've seen it with complaints and we see it on Twitter all the time but I just think those opinions are from people that don't understand or don't care to understand so 
it's really draining to focus a lot of your energy on it. So mm. I just think now it's a stage where, you know what, this energy can't be put towards them and it just has to be put towards the actual task that we're trying to do. And it's not our job to try and educate people on the reason that we're doing this. You know, mm. there's lots of information and stuff out there. And I also just think the outdoors, it's for everybody, meaning that there's not just one way that people want to explore it. So mm. just stop being mad at the ways people feel comfortable to explore a space. Mm-hmm. of course mm-hmm. yes in this you know perfect world everyone holding hands and singing kumbaya that's not mm-hmm. do you know what I mean it's not a reality mm-hmm. so I think that we're working towards you know we, we're not at a stage like that so we have to kind of create different avenues for people to just feel comfortable yeah yeah and I think you know that these groups what we're doing is actually saying the same message as any other group, say Ramblers or Walking Unite or whatever. It's a case of like getting out into nature will, you know, the benefits are endless for exactly. your physical well-being, yeah. your mental health. And, you know, it just you're right. Spending that energy and focus on people who are focusing on that negative and not actually listening to the message because it's coming out of a black mouth. You know, you know that, I mean, you're right. It's wasting time, but I must say this backlash has amplified (laughs) what what black girls hikes doing, but then also what you're doing in the Midlands. And I think it's really important that we are actually coming out from the regions basically and putting ourselves on the map for doing this because a lot of the time initiatives or groups are London centred so I'm really pleased that you are in Coventry in the Midlands and do and the other thing that's happening with Steppers UK is what I've been seeing about British Science Week what's the what's this about if you don't mind telling me and everybody else sharing yeah, yeah. sure so we recently received some funding from the british science association and the the project is basically about exploring the psychological benefits that spending time in nature has mm-hmm. on us as individuals and i really wanted to focus on those that live in within a city because we're limited on the amount of green spaces that we can access but also the quality of those green spaces So, for example, where I live, I do have access to like a few parks and stuff, but they're not always very nice when you go there. So I really wanted people to get out and just kind of explore perhaps local country spaces or country parks. And the original plan was for us to get out as a group. And we basically would be filling in uh, wellbeing scales before the activity and after to measure the difference on how we're feeling and those kind of things. But obviously, due to COVID, we weren't able to do that as planned. So we had a little bit of a change where each individual got out by themselves or with a member of their family and just kind of explored an area that was close by to them. Mm -hmm. And they did questionnaires before and after. And it was just so lovely. I sat here reading through and it was just so lovely to just hear people's kind of thoughts on their walk. What did they see? What did they notice? How are they feeling? Um, Are they looking to make walking a, a part of their life more? And it was just so positive. It really was. And it just shows how much nature can be therapy for us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think it's a case of because of a number of barriers and history and, and cultural differences, we have been missing out on this fix, yeah. this medicine, this therapy, in a sense. And it's such a simple thing to walk outside. But for some people, it isn't a simple thing. 
And, you know, some people that I've talked to, especially women, the idea of going outside and what to wear is a major issue and not wanting to draw more attention to themselves. So they haven't gone outside and said, and, you know, stayed inside with that fear. And that, that potential fear or that, that potential of reactions to you going outside actually does affect your stress levels. And so even if you do come into contact with somebody who's not welcoming outside, that affects your health. But the thinking about it, even beforehand and not doing it also affects your stress levels. So, you know, we could say that because of what we actually go through in society with being living under the white supremacy culture, that we could we actually need even more therapy, nature connection, nature support in a sense. So it's really good that there's these groups and these initiatives that are happening so we can support our mental health. So you've got these lovely findings. You can see maybe the positive effect that this is having on. So what's going to be, how's these findings going to be shared or disseminated? Yeah, so we're still looking at how we're going to use that information at the moment, but looking at them, it it just shows how much it is needed, particularly within our communities. And when I look at, like, particularly last year, going through, like, Black Lives Matter, the rise of Black Lives Matter movement, and that period of time, and finding that the outdoors was just something that I was doing more, and it just makes me think, particularly as a Black person and Black people, we need therapy of whatever kind that is, whether that is going outside and exploring. So I think the findings will be used to encourage more people to get outside. And, mm. you know, data is one thing, but also, you know, just those anecdotal experiences that we'll be sharing amongst our social media mm-hmm. and on our website and stuff when it's launched. Well, it's lived experience, isn't it? And sharing yeah. our stories is so important. It just comes in line with that idea of those role models and seeing ourselves out there walking, doing these things does change our mindset and gets us thinking, maybe I can do this too. I think so. Yeah, it does. Because even obviously there's lots of figures and stuff out there now about the amount of black people that are accessing spaces and et cetera, et cetera. But what I found mostly, especially as more people are kind of coming across um, steppers, is that they've just seen someone that they know that's taken part in it. Yeah. And it's kind of triggered something in them like, oh, this looks interesting. So, yeah, the figures and stuff are important. But I just think those visuals and people actually having a genuine connection and wanting to do it makes all the difference. And I I totally agree, because that's why I was asked about how's it going to be disseminated because there are loads of research projects out there that have said about the health benefits of nature and there's the statistics and there's the, you know, the academic papers and the reading, but you've Mm. got to think it's like, what audience, who are they aimed at? Yeah. And what is the purpose for them? And for me, I'm thinking if we have this information or if we have these stories and lived experiences, we must be trying to find ways to feed them back into the community so we can increase our range and our numbers outside there in the countryside. And to try and get that message across to certain organisations that might be running research um, projects, which are usually, you know, people who are leading it are usually white people. It's the case of like trying 
to get them to listen to us and say, hey, these are our stories and this is the way we'd like to share them with our people. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. And I think as well, it's about being creative on the ways that people are exposed to the outdoors or like to explore. And again, it goes back to there's not one way. Not everybody wants to march up a mountain and, you know, mm-hmm. race up and just put a flag at the top of a mountain, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Some people just want to go out and explore. Some people might want to walk with music. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's just not one way. And like when I think back to like the biggest thing that really inspired me within the outdoors I have to relate it back to reggae music because <laughs> I went through a period of my life when I started getting into reggae, listening to all the tunes that I would complain to my mum about playing <laughs> when I was younger that I'm now all of a sudden playing. But it really just taught me a lot more about um, nature and Rastafarianism. And mm. through that, it exposed me to the outdoors. And then I found myself just getting out and wanting to explore nature more. So Again, that was music that introduced me to that. So it's now looking, okay, well, what other things inspire people to get outside? Is it perhaps art? Mm -hmm. Is it, I don't know, there's so many different ways. Mm -hmm. And I love that you've just touched upon there about, you know, how you got into it with music. And that was something from your childhood. Because that's a, a question that I really love to ask is that I've been saying for years that, I've just developed a relationship with nature, a connection with nature after a traumatic experience. But then if I look closer at my childhood, even though it was inner city Bradford, there were moments and experiences there when, okay, we maybe have gone to the big park, you know, a bit further away from home. But then there's issues, there's the times that I was just walking to school and wanting to take a different route so I could pass by the greens or pass by the trees in autumn bloom. So there are moments within my childhood where nature did come into my life. So you've mentioned your childhood. So were you brought up within Coventry? I mean, what's your your family background and was it always in Coventry? And has has your family influenced your relationship with nature? Great question. So I was brought up in Coventry, born and bred. My parents are, uh, my background's from Barbados and Jamaica. Mm -hmm. Uh, But for all of my childhood life, all I really knew was the city. Mm -hmm. So, you know, a lot of my life was just tailored around being in the city. So I didn't really know much of the great outdoors. But when I was in primary school, and again, this relates to yourself in those moments, I actually went to a place in Wales called Plastolimok, and that was where I think I'd done my first like canoeing trip, abseiling, those kind of things. So that was my first introduction to the great outdoors. And then I think I went two or three, maybe even four more times, but they were just one-off experiences at school. They were end of year, you know, reward trips. And then you would just go back home, back to kind of normal life for another year. But it wasn't until I was 23 or 24 And I started working in a school as a teaching assistant. And I went to that same location, Place Dolly Mark. But this time I was a member of staff. Mm. And I remember climbing my first mountain with some of the kids. And I literally remember having a moment of like, wow, this is incredible. (laughs) We had perfect weather. I was sitting at the top of this mountain. So that was another moment. And then I've kind of got grown up into my adult life and obviously reggae's inspired me but it's those moments put together that's really created this moment where I've been like you know what I want to start Steppers UK so I think you're absolutely right where even though my whole life wasn't really anything to do with the outdoors but there are key 
moments that I can say actually built up to this moment. Yeah. And I like, I love that we can actually have that awareness. And okay, you know, it's in my memory, but it's also in my body in a sense and you just saying about climbing that mountain again and it hitting you I think that just resonates with me the idea of how it is through our bodies that we've got to keep experiencing nature and the landscape because it's a, it's the way that we should be living but we're not living mostly mm-hmm. at the time do you know what I'm saying but did you no, just make absolutely. a noise there? Oh, <laughs> sorry, it was it was an agreement. Like, <laughs> oh, we've got some interference. <laughs> I mean, like, I don't know. Is Steppers UK are a, a thing that you do on the side, or is this your everyday job? I mean, you know, is is this your 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 life's work? I'm saying. <laughs> So I I actually work a full-time job. So I'm actually a youth worker, like Mm -hmm. nine to five, so to say. Mm -hmm. But then Steppers is my full-time job that I squeeze into time. Yeah, man. um, The aim is to work towards it being full-time. But the great thing is that because in Steppers, I'm hoping to to launch some programs for young people. So in my job at the moment, I'm able to kind of plan that and Mm -hmm. just gain more experience. I've been working with young people for nearly 10 years now. So it's an area that I'm very familiar with, but... It just means that while I'm building steppers, I'm also able to kind of just work out within my own job. And it's a bit of support, really, on how I'm going to transition when I actually go into steppers full time. Yeah, yeah. I totally hear that and understand that. And it's almost it's because you're already plugged in with the youth and you've probably recognised what's actually missing in their say like a holistic development of them or education of them and to get them I mean it is missing it is missing in the in in the mainstream that connection and relationship with nature in the youth Um, it is definitely and I think when I look back to myself being a teenager like we love the outdoors and working with young people now a lot of them love the outdoors in the sense that they're always in parks and stuff like that it's about okay how can we do what young people or just people in general are doing in the city mm-hmm. and how can we transition that into the outdoors mm-hmm. yeah and I think it is starting on that on their doorsteps and looking at those green spaces that are within their locality which yeah. they might not have been accessing but which once they've seen it and recognize it can access it you know in their own time or in their own space and building up from there but I mean but there's nothing there's nothing that can be beat going on a coach trip a, a jolly out with your mates a bit further from home and into the country and hitting it you know busload sort of thing those moments do stay with you they don't they they really do actually mm-hmm. when I think back and like just coach trips or taking trips to the seaside these are moments that stay with you and there's so Mm. many young people out there that have never been to a seaside or never been to a countryside so yeah it is definitely needed and I do think that the outdoors could be so powerful for us and when when like we're speaking specifically about like the black community Mm -hmm. we're missing out on something that can be so therapeutic to us yeah yeah, totally, totally. And then have you um, heard of all the elements? Yeah. You know, something that I am supporting and trying to get more involved in because it is there as a sort of network 
for all these different groups and organisations which are working to diversify the countryside and sort of providing um, resources and support. And But it's actually bringing us together because we're all doing similar things in different parts of the country. But to actually know that there's others that are doing similar things and that we can actually support and reach out to each other makes a difference if we do get exhausted or run out of steam or trying something and it's not working. It would be good to tap in to everyone's knowledge and wisdom and expertise to support us, to grow the network in a sense. What do you think about that? Yeah, absolutely. I think all the elements are brilliant. And shout out to Soraya for that, because I think, like you said, there's so many of us doing it. And through a hub like all the elements, you can find each other because often enough, sometimes you can feel alone in certain spaces, especially if you feel that you're the only one doing something. Mm -hmm. So this journey of like diversifying the outdoors has been amazing for me. I tell you, every week I come across a new organisation or community group that's doing something for black people or people from black Asian and minority communities and I just love it I just think mm -hmm. there's so much momentum now which is great and I just think it's going to get better and you know with numbers mm -hmm. it helps because you know what I mean you can push that message out there and you can get your voices heard and we can just also support each other yeah and I think that's needed and necessary because we are making inroads into new areas it's not a case you know it's not a case that we haven't been doing it like for years going out into nature and walking but i just think it hasn't been visible but now there's so many ways to make it visible and if we can work together in that sense yeah. to make it and i and i i think that is a key here because a lot of the times in the past when there has been funding going around and it's that scarcity idea that there's only a certain amount of money going around and we're going to give you this little bit um, for you to do your bit. So there has been that sort of like protectiveness and, well, I'm doing my own thing and not being open and cooperative and collaborating in a sense, looking upon other people or other groups as competition rather than yeah. there as a resource and a source for support. And I'm so, I can so feel the difference within, you know, the black community who are getting out into nature more and the groups and organizations that are facilitating it. And there's so much of a different feel to this, I feel, after being around so long <laughs> doing different things. No, I, no, honestly, there really is. And mm -hmm. it's, it really is wonderful to see. Yeah. Yeah. And just on that note, I'm saying about funding, but am I right in saying that Steppers UK have got a GoFundMe, GoFundMe, GoFundMe <laughs> campaign? That's it. Is that correct? Did I see that? Yeah. So what we're doing, so one of the challenges that we're doing is called the AOMB challenge, which stands for the Areas of Outstanding Natural Beauty. Mm -hmm. And our challenge is to visit all 46 that are in the UK. So we've only been to four so far because obviously things have been on hold over the past year. But it just means that we've got so many more adventures ahead of us. And then yeah. that challenge actually started as a personal challenge of myself that I just randomly decided to do when I was browsing on Google one day. And I came across these places that all said AOMB. Mm -hmm. And these times now, I didn't really know anything about like the outdoors or names of places. So I ended up Googling it and it came up areas of outstanding natural beauty. 
mm-hmm. realized there were 46 and I was like oh okay I'm just gonna go go to eat go to all of them so mm-hmm. I started off on my little adventure this was about three years ago so when I launched steppers I thought this is a great challenge I've already been to like seven or eight of them these are some locations that I can start taking the group to and so yeah I've just reset it now and just really want to do it with a group of people that are you know wanting to explore the outdoors as well so if you are interested yeah we have that GoFundMe page and you can just find that by just searching steppers UK in GoFundMe okay thank you for that and I'm just thinking we have I don't know if you've earmarked up here but we have it around the Northumberland coast up here I don't know if you've seen our ex area of outstanding beauty and it's a wonderful area and I'd be more than willing to welcome you up to our, our please area do, of outstanding beauty <laughs> I would love for you to come up and if I can support you if my group can support your group in any way then please reach out to me and let me know if excuse me if that means you know chipping in to the bus to get up here or not please and I and I mean that because um we have this area up here and it's underutilized in a number of ways but definitely underexplored by black and brown faces um (laughs) so Howardian Hills yeah I've no I know I've heard of them how far up are you? What part of the oh, UK? Oh, we're in Northumberland. Northumberland, okay. Northumberland so it's the coast, Northumberland coast, yeah. Oh, that would be exciting. That would be, yeah. Yeah. Because, <laughs> you know, it's such a, well, they are, they're all unique, unique areas, aren't they? But this is so beautiful, not just for the landscape, but the coast, but also the wildlife up here. So, yeah, we must talk off the podcast about yeah. sorting <laughs> that out. But, yeah, so I'm going to start winding it up here. But before we do that, you've talked about, you know, the GoFundMe campaign and these areas of outstanding beauty. What else is on the horizon for for you and your group, but also, you know, just to bring about change in the narrative about who has a right to be out there in nature. Yeah. So, Steppers, one of the biggest things that we're looking to do is to start um, some programmes for young people, because I think a lot of the change, um, a lot of the change that's needed, we should be working with young people because, you know, I mean, they're the next generation. And I think through children, we can interest like their parents and those kind of things. And just through school, I just think that's a great place to kind of instill some education. Mm-hmm. So that's what we're looking to do and particularly working with inner city schools. Mm. Um, and we're also starting to do some, sorry, or we'll also be starting to do some other activities such as cycling and really want to get into some wildlife and bushcraft activities because these are all areas of the outdoors that, again, are just, underrepresented and I think there's just some really great life skills that could be built in exploring that yeah and I think you're starting at the right age for them to be having these experiences because you know I knowing from my experience I've come to I feel like I've come to it late in life and feel that I've missed out on all those years of experiences but it also builds confidence it does yeah and just to make it 
a, a regular thing that they can do so they don't get to kind of our age and it's a struggle to you know mm-hmm. find the outdoors whereas if they learn from young that mm-hmm. I don't know I'm feeling upset let me just go for a walk or spend some time in a nature reserve if that's just normal from a young age I just think that's something that will stay with them for the rest of their life oh my gosh yeah it just becomes an everyday yeah. practice and yeah if that's if that becomes the norm yeah and that's what we need and Mm -hmm. I think again for me like with steppers it's just joy do you know I mean there's so much going on in the world at the minute but I just push the message that joy is also an act of resistance we deserve to be happy (laughs) not everyday trauma let's let's heal in whatever way that is comfortable for us yeah man and I am so my hashtag for a while has been hashtag radical joy radical joy because yeah we deserve that we have a, a human right to joy and whatever we need to be doing to tap into that then I say it I say let's go for it let's do that yeah so I'd just like to say thank you for your time Sherelle thank you and if they want to find out about steppers do you have a website or Instagram we don't have a website mm-hmm. that's launching soon, which will be steppersuk.com. But for now, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter, and our handle is steppers underscore UK. And we're also on Facebook as well, which is steppers UK. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much for being on here and chatting so openly and honestly. And we wish you well. Thank you. Thank you so much, Sheree. Appreciate you having me. 